0: Hello and welcome to the Spotlight Podcast. I'm Kristen Coots, and in this episode I'll be talking to Leah Marks and Nick Redman. Nick and Leah are voice actors and co-hosts of the award-winning and very funny VO Social Podcast. They've worked extensively in the world of voice and lend their vocal talents to radio plays, video games, audiobooks, TV commercials, and lots more. Nick's also a voice and accent coach and together they've created the rather excellent voiceover career planner. They give lots of tips and advice for anyone wanting to progress their voice career or improve their craft. Also, they've been kind enough to give us a discount code for their planner, so listen out for it at the end of the recording. Welcome Nick and Leah to the Spotlight Podcast. Lovely to have you. Yay,
1: thanks for having us. We're already Um, having a fantastic time.
0: (laughs) We're having a lovely time. Um, Can you tell us a bit about yourselves and your your kind of background in voice and, and the industry as a general?
2: Yes,
1: Nick, you go first.
2: Okay. So I trained as an actor, accidentally got pulled into voiceover one day when I was working in London because they were like, you're an Irish one, we need that. (laughs) Uh, So I went to a studio and did some voiceover work and I was like, well, this is much more fun than what I was doing, which was a great but very low paid, very intense fringe show (laughs) at the time. Uh, So I was like, I'll take all that money for saying those lines. Uh, And then I just got obsessed with that and I sort of uh did a bit of like snoopy networking and infiltrated a little meet up with people and said hello to people and and found out what was going on found out that I needed to have a home studio so I bought some stuff and set it up in my parents attic and then I got obsessed with voice in general so I went back Mm. to Central School of Speech and Drama where I trained in musical theatre and I um a data masters in voice studies so now i'm half voiceover half podcaster and half well not mathematician clearly <laughs> half, <laughs> half uh, voice geek so i work with voice users of all kinds voiceover artists podcasters narrators comedians um, presenters actors on their speaking voice technique
0: fabulous is that everything all right. i mean it sounds like a lot yeah <laughs>
2: Please, you we haven't mentioned all
1: the other stuff like the. I'm the, sure there's the a lot more
2: going on. House,
1: the what do you call it? It's not a bed and breakfast anymore, is it? Oh
2: yeah, so yeah, so well, as a, as part of my work as a voice coach, I run retreats where I live in the north of England. So I run voice training retreats, uh, which are glorious. Oh, I got happiness. one this weekend, and I coach They're so good. I've and, been on one. Yeah, the food's one
1: really one day amazing, day. and it's right next to Hadrian's Wall.
2: We do wild swimming and walking and I don't lots do of wild breathing swimming. and
1: things. It's lovely. <laughs> That sounds delightful. (laughs) (laughs) It's delightful. It's delightful. Leah, who Um, are you and what do you do? Well, who am I? So I uh, always wanted to be an actor. All through my childhood, I was in all the different kids' theatre-y things. I had a wonderful time and I knew like my path was set. And then I was at university and I was surrounded by really, really great actors. Didn't go to drama school, but I studied English literature and was part of the university theatre company. Mm -hmm. And all these amazing actors were like, oh, super great around me. And I suddenly had this huge, horrible crisis of confidence where I thought, oh God, I'll never be as good as you. Uh, But I will be as good, or if not better, at the voice stuff. So I started concentrating on voice things with the intention of getting into to audio drama and having a wonderful life in audio drama, uh, and then I got really distracted by voiceover because, and, I, and it says it is like a career, and you can make money out of it, and it's, it was a way of I thought of making money in a kind of adjacent industry while I was aiming myself at uh, audio drama, uh, and then I. I Sort of things that was going quite well and I uh, we started doing the podcast the voiceover social podcast um, mm-hmm. and then that was going really well and it's now the UK's most popular podcast for voiceovers and it was nominated for a British podcast award last year and it was just brilliant all oh, wonderful things and I was about to turn 40 and I suddenly was like "Oh, there's something I'm supposed to be doing what is it what is it oh yeah it's acting so um, <laughs> <laughs> what I've been doing now is like throwing myself back into all that I've written a solo show I've got myself an acting agent and things are back on track um, but yeah that's my my, that's my general auntie. Mm-hmm.
2: Leah's the most amazing example of making things happen you'll ever yes. come across. She's just like, Well, yeah. I'll just be an actor now. <laughs> and <laughs> off she
1: goes. Acting. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is.
2: So how, how did you meet and how
0: did BioSocial oh. uh, come to be? Well, a, we've got a, a story. Got, you know how, yeah. what is it,
1: Google that has an origin, it, a ba- origin, origin story. story? We've got an origin story. Oh. Should we do it one word at a time? We've told, we've, um, we've told <laughs> no, the story so often. You do you do it best. Once? upon um. <laughs> website okay, with a no grammar error <laughs> right tell me um, okay so this is what happened it must have been about eight years ago now, um, and uh, I'd been a voiceover for a couple of years, and I was in all the like Facebook groups, and uh, I noticed Nick kept popping up and saying funny things, and I thought, "Oh, she seems <laughs> she seems interesting and hilarious." I'll go and have a look at her website. So I did, and it turned out that she was hilarious, and her punctuation was also quite hilarious. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I spotted compliment. an apostrophe uh, that was like very very far away from where it ought to be, and I thought, "I'll email her." I'll email her and let her know so I did and instead of saying ugh get away from me you horrible punctuation grammar freak she responded very kindly and invited me to a party so
2: <laughs> clearly I was very much in need of friends at the time it's like this person hates my grammar I definitely want to hang out with them
1: <laughs> To this party. <laughs> uh, so I did, and it was a voiceover party that was going on in London, it's like a networking event every month. So I, I started going to that, and then it mm-hmm. so happened that Nick and I both moved back up north at the same time because Nick had studied in Salford and I was from um, Bury in Greater Manchester, and we both moved back and. Um, I live in Salford. coincidentally at around the same time and decided what we really wanted more than anything was to meet other voiceovers in the north and strengthen the voiceover industry across the north of England because uh, there was loads going on in London. There's always London stuff. Blah, 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 London. Blah, blah, blah. So yeah. um, we thought we'd get Manchester happening. Uh, and so we did. In 2015, we started the voiceover at VO Social North. Um, and started inviting all the voiceovers from across the north of England to come. Uh, and about after a year of that happening and was like like phone bashing and uh, hassling people on Twitter, people started not only coming but inviting other people. So we didn't always know who was going to be there. And then it went really, really well. Then the pandemic happened. And then uh, now we're back on track. And we had um, a voiceover via Social North event just the other day. And we were back to like 30, 40 people. Showing up, so it's really, it's it's really, it's back to where we were, where we were beforehand, which is rather lovely. Uh, was that the point? What was and the question how,
0: again? How do people find? <laughs> how do people <laughs> find out about your events if they wanted to come along? Okay, Mailing so. List probably
1: mailing list oh yeah so well i mean we've got all the things so if you can follow us on twitter and um, which is mm-hmm. uh, the vo social um and we post on there but then also if you join the facebook group if you're on facebook um then uh, that always has like the most up to date um event dates and also uh, so you just search vo social north if you're in or from the north of england um and you can find us on facebook there we've also got a po- the vo social podcast uh facebook page which but that's for the podcast um and also, yeah, the mailing list, if you just go to the dot com um, you can sign up to the mailing list at the bottom of the page and then we'll just send you like a monthly email with stuff in it like dates and things.
2: Yeah, I think mailing list is like the easiest, most concise way to make sure you know about the events.
1: Yeah, yeah. it's true, that's true. Except people It cuts don't out always all the noise of social
0: sure as well. People well, that's their own fault, them, Leah. It? If right, you want to know fine.
2: about the
1: events, open the email. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook might implode, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Also, it never tells anybody about anything. You just no. put stuff on Facebook. Well, <laughs> <Chris, it's> Just <laughs> like, fingers, fingers, fingers I hope it implodes. <laughs> yeah, i have a lot more time on my hands.
2: My group's yeah, massive now, so it's like insane. Oh, yeah,
1: because Nick has a separate group. So as well as VO Social North, which is for voiceovers across the north of England and from the north of England, and as <laughs> well as the VO Social podcast, and as well as the <laughs> voiceover <laughs> career planner, which we'll talk about later, Nick also has a Facebook group which is completely out of control. What's it called?
2: It's called The Voice and Accent Hub and there's over 5,000 people in there now (laughs) which is even more people than I had accidentally at my wedding.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What's it for your Facebook group, Nick? So it's basically for
2: all voice related questions and accent stuff too. So it's where you can come if you've got like a weird voice issue that you're not sure about. If you need help from a coach, hi. Um, If you want to just share some silly voice thing or article or whatever, I put content in there and I do lives and, you know, I, I share lots of information and,
1: nuggets of wisdom voice related Nick's the, wisdom Nick's the expert out of the two so the the way this sort of partnership works is that um, <laughs> uh, when it comes to the podcast at least um, Nick is the knowledge base and the comedian because Nick actually also used to be a stand-up comedian didn't you um, so she comes in and she sprinkles like knowledge and glitter and hilarity <laughs> all over the podcast and then I do all the work
2: Leah does everything else
1: All of it. Yeah.
2: But that's 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 the way she wanted it, in
1: fairness. It is how I want it.
2: And also the way I wanted it. (laughs) (laughs) But we got there organically.
1: Yeah, we did. but We didn't like plan it out at the start. No, we just, no. we, we, I just Because actually the podcast happened completely organically as well. So we started off by make, by doing this um, social event in the north of England, VO Social North. And then we were trying to get people to come to it. So we just recorded ourselves on uh, wandering around the streets of Manchester going, come to the pub, and then uploaded it to SoundCloud. And mm-hmm. then we started doing like Vox Pops uh, for people at the pub. So we asked them some questions like, what's your biggest voiceover job you ever did? or what's the most ludicrous voiceover job you ever did? And then we put them all together in a little, I guess they were episodes by this point, and put them on SoundCloud. And then I went to this freelancing You went, you went to a course, event. didn't
2: you? Like a day course. Well, there course.
1: was two. Yeah. There were, no, you're right. I can't remember which one it was now. There was one that was organised by the Business and Freelancers Organisation or whatever it's called. Um, and there was one that was organised by uh, Spark Lab, which uh, do lots of uh, podcasts and audio drama production in, uh, in Greater Manchester. Um, mm-hmm. And I can't remember which one it was now that triggered it, but it was... I only
2: it, remember the Spark Lab one.
1: It was the Spark Lab one then. So, so I think it was that one. she said... What is this that you're making? And I said, "Oh, it's via social North's SoundCloud podcast blog audio thing." And she said, "Oh, catchy! Um, maybe you should try. Maybe you should try turning it into an actual podcast." And so we did we went, We put it up on Anchor um, instead of on Soundcloud so it was being distributed to all the different podcast mm-hmm. platforms um, and we started to really like elevate what the content was so instead of it just being random stuff that we happened to have recorded we started thinking about interviewing people so for a little while we were like a an interview podcast we would talk to different people working in different areas of the audio industry that was interesting to voiceovers so whether it was um, an audiobook narrator who's narrated a thousand audiobooks or, um, or whether it was an agent or whether it was a um, Dave Peacock he was the- the yeah, first one I did from Peacock Sign That's animation right. Yeah, director. so he animation voice director, um, and then all those sorts of people that it would be really useful to hear from their perspective um, what they want from us. Um, so we yeah. interviewed them for a while, but then in episode twenty-seven, I think it was, everything changed. And we did uh, an audio diary of our trip up to the furthest bit of Scotland, like one really, really far, far north bit of Scotland, to interview a guy who does loads and loads of uh, promo voiceover in America. Uh, Is it Jimmy Kimmel he does the the promo stuff for and a bunch of other people? Um, And we made it into a whole sort of holiday diary where we interviewed people locally we tested, found a some guy with a, tested some whiskey Tested some whiskey, made a really amazing recording of um, of a guy with the Doric um, dialect which is sort of impenetrable from outside of Scotland but amazing to listen to uh, and also we've recorded the sound of the sea and all that sort of thing and from then on every episode was based around a concept so whether it was gender in voice or editing mm-hmm. or breathing or animal noises or there was even one which one is, um, no got, we, we came Second in the comedy category of the International Women's Podcast Awards for our sex noises episode, which is <laughs> I, oh, I must have that missed one.
0: that one. I've just been listening to the animal noises one yesterday. Oh, it's great, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> I love
1: it. But we we, we do like an hour long episode these days of like a proper dig around in something that is really useful for voiceovers. Sometimes it's like a series so we did a three part one on how to make yourself more findable and castable. Uh, there was a two part one we did which was um, called The Bad Session and then The Good Session. The Bad Session was about uh, uh, abuse within the industry and it was quite dark and miserable and horrible. It's all about how to tackle it and how to stand up to it. Uh, yeah. And the second one was, about, was The Good Session which was a live workshop where we brought together voiceovers and producers and put them in the room together and made them talk to each other about <laughs> what they really wanted and how to make each and the best it could possibly be. And so that's where the podcast is at now really is um, that big, massive ideas-based stuff.
0: It seems like a, a, a nice thing. I mean, you're both working voice and to make a podcast just seems like a natural thing to have happened, which is lovely. Um, do you have any tips for anyone else who's thinking about maybe... Maybe
1: getting
2: on board the podcast train. Yes. There's, there's a whole episode. We've got two episodes yeah. that help with that. Was <laughs> one that's
1: called, um, oh, so you're thinking of making a podcast, which actually is not supposed to be read in that sarcastic voice, but that is what it's called. <laughs> um, there's also one called how to Win," uh, how to get your podcast to win awards, how to um, get a sponsor for your podcast without selling your soul. Um, so there's, there's content that we've already created, but generally one of the main things that we say about um, starting your own podcast is, is just pick something that is different and useful yeah so there for example when it comes to voiceover there are a lot of great podcasts which are voiceovers talking to voiceover about voiceover and a lot of the stories are kind of the same and I'm not really sure who it's aimed at and I'm not really sure how it benefits the people who are creating it like it sort of establishes you as a as a mover and a shaker in the voiceover world but I don't know if it necessarily gets you more work like Mm Think about something that you can really bring that's different to that landscape of the industry that you're making the podcast about and make it worth your listeners' while because if you're just making something that's already there, that's already exists, then why is anyone going to listen to it? Like give people a reason to tune in. Yeah. Nick, you also have a separate podcast, don't you?
2: Yeah. So I have another podcast called The Voice Coach Podcast, which is very different to this one. It's well, it started weekly. It's gone to every other week now. Because um, weekly is insane. Don't do because weekly. Because weekly podcast. is insane. Don't do weekly. <laughs> 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 um, but it's it was basically like 10 minutes a week of me talking people through the voice training process and giving mm-hmm. exercises. And it's very conversational and very chatty and the reason I could do it weekly was because I, I get help with pe- people produce it and edit edit it for me mm-hmm. and do all everything else so all I have to do is organise my thoughts into 10 minutes of notes and talk about it for 10 minutes and I send it off and that's the only reason it's manageable and I pay for the privilege to have somebody to do that other bits for me um, but I think for me the main tip would be yeah, manage, do not underestimate how much work it is mm. to be consistent and interesting and engaging and useful and really have a think about um, what it is you enjoy because if you don't enjoy it and it's not going to be useful for you, then you won't keep it up. So if you're going to do it more regularly than monthly, keep it really short and really simple in concept uh, and batch record about 20 before you launch.
1: Mm.
0: That's a great tip, actually, because the admin, actually, I think from my side, just speaking from like mostly as people will know, uh, the Spotlight podcasts are always like interview based, but the sort of amount of admin of like arranging the time and getting people on board and you know writing the questions and all that stuff mm. actually takes up way longer than I ever think it will. And mm. you've got
1: Spotlight doing the promo for you as well, but actually, if you want to get your um your podcast listened to by people, then they need to know about it somehow. So, how do you Absolutely. do that?
0: Absolutely, yeah, get yeah, listeners. the marketing side. Mm. It's
2: incredible, it's been incredibly useful. Both podcasts have been useful for us, haven't they, for various oh, reasons. Yeah. And I would I highly recommend it. Like, it's a really exciting, wonderful, unregulated get on in and give it a go kind of medium (laughs) (laughs) which is exciting I think the fact that there are less barriers to getting things made you can do it yourself and we're always encouraging artists to do that aren't we create their Mm -hmm. own things and there's loads of really exciting innovative interesting things you can do with audio so if you're interested in audio in any way I absolutely think you learn an incredible amount about yourself and your voice and the whole technical process so it's You know, it's. I think it's an incredibly worthwhile thing to do, but do just bear in mind that it's probably not going to go viral, and probably not many people are going to listen, and it's a big time suck. Mm -hmm. A fun one. It can be a really fun one. Yeah, it's what you make of it. Yeah, Yeah, exactly.
1: Exactly.
0: so I'd like to talk about how voice artists can progress their career. We, I feel like we have a lot of content on our website for people who are starting out in voice, but it'd be really great for people who are already kind of doing the job, how they can take things to the next level. Um, so on that note, you have a lovely new
1: book out oh, if you'd like to well, introduce since it. since you mentioned it, let me, <laughs> little, let me it play it to you down the <gasps> There it is. It's a real book. It's a real book you can hold in your hand. Shall I start talking about it now? How long? Yes, have I got? congratulations minutes, on it as well, by the way. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. As long as you need. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Okay, great. It's it is a very exciting thing that we have made. We've been it's been nearly two years in the development of this. It's called the Voiceover Career Planner. And it is designed to help voiceovers or people who want to work in voiceover at whatever stage they're at in their career to work out what they want to do next and how they're going to get there. We have the main body of it is a 52-week undated planner. So you can start wherever you want in the year. You don't have to get it ready for the 1st of January. Um, And you start off by spending a few pages working out what your goals are. And then you move into the weekly planner. So you've got a page to decide what is most urgent or important using the Stephen Covey time matrix, if you're familiar, um, which is rather brilliant. Um, And then a little half a page to plan out your social media content ideas for the week. And then we move into the daily planner. So every day you have an opportunity to write down what you're going to achieve that day, what time of the day you're going to achieve it if you like. There's also um reminders to warm up and hydrate. There's a hydration tracker at the bottom of each day, um a uh, so little eight, eight little droplets that you can tick off each time you've had some water or, or whatever colouring. it might be. <laughs> or colouring level <laughs> colour yeah. colouring in. Exactly. <laughs> And then um, each uh, at the end of each quarter, you've got an opportunity to review your goals, and then at the end of the year, you can look at how they've gone and what you want to look forward to for the next year. That's the main body of the planner, and we've designed it with voiceovers in mind because actually, if we just break off from a moment for a moment for me uh, talking about the planner, Nick, you, the reason we even created the planner in the first place was because you are an avid planner user, aren't you?
2: Yeah, I love a planner. I like getting my thoughts out on paper with an actual. Pen or pencil or crayon mm-hmm. or felt tip or whatever I can get my hands on, my own blood if I feel really passionate <laughs> about it. Uh, so I've been through all kinds of planners over my career, you know, really intense business planners planners that I pay a lot of money for, um, slightly more casual kind of social media planners and content planners, just to do lists that are in book form that's slightly more organized. Um, And I find myself with like, at one point, I mean, I'm looking around, I've got like, I can see five (laughs) different planners in my periphery. And I'm like, this is mad, because they're all really great. You need a planner for your planner. But yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Or some kind of assistant. Or uh, none of them are actually for voiceover. And I was like, there's got to be one. There's got to be a planner for voiceovers. On Google, I was like, oh, there's like, nobody's, nobody's done this yet and I was like well that's silly Um, there was one fella in the US recommending the planner he likes to use but it wasn't a voiceover planner it was just a normal planner so I was like Leah I want to make a planner do you want to make it with me and she said yes and I said thank God (laughs) Uh, this woman gets things done I've mentioned that before (laughs) so we just got together and we were like what needs to be in it How can it be really specific for voiceover? How can it help day to day, but also in the long term and the short medium term, you know? Um, And that's what I love about it is it's like it's it's like a it's it's not just a diary. It's not just a diary with some lovely little like droplet icons. It's designed to help you like, carve your career and reach the things that you want to reach. And that's really exciting for me because so often in voiceover, sure, you get to record stuff and you get to sit behind the mic, but that's probably like 10% of your day, 20% maybe if you're a home studio voiceover. Um, and sometimes you sat there and you're like, right, there's nothing to record. I've done my accounts. surprisingly. <laughs> what, what happens? Like, what do I do now? Like, how do I spend my time? And that's what this is about. It's about having everything in one place that, so, so you can decide what you're doing every day and it's you're doing something for a reason because it's working towards a career goal to help you be successful and get more work.
1: And one of the things that we did was we started out by having quite a small focus group of voiceovers to figure out what would be useful. So it wasn't just me and Nick putting things in a book that we wanted, even though we're both working voiceovers. <laughs> it was also people who plan differently to us. So we got a real range of people: so people that already use planners, people that are trying to create their own with spreadsheets, people that don't plan at all, uh, people that just write down ideas on a piece of paper at the start of the year, squirrel them away somewhere, and then check in at the end of the year to see if they've actually achieved their goals. All these different types, and then we figured out what they wanted and how we could uh, make the plan a great for everybody and then we did the first generation of um, the voiceover career planner like a year ago and sold about 100 copies, and then hammered those people for feedback. <laughs> so we got so much user feedback on how um, if, how usable it was, how efficient it was, how um, how how it felt to how it felt to use. And we we put all of that information into the second generation, completely changed well not completely changed it, developed it in a few different ways. So we turned it into a coil bound rather than um, whatever the other type of bound is. Um, and uh, we um, um, added in some extra bits and slightly tweaked tweaked the uh, the layout. Um, one of the things we developed was that in the first generation we had uh, some advice on warm-ups from Nick but in the second generation she went mad and <laughs> <laughs> spent days developing four separate Individual warm-up routines that cater for every type of scenario. So whether you've got five minutes to quickly get a warm-up done, whether you're about to do something really hardcore and intense, or your voice is really tired, or whatever it might be, whatever the situation, one of these four warm-up routines does the job. So we put them in the planner. Nick's also recorded a video of her doing each one, and that is up on a secret page in the website that you can only access if you've got the planner and scan the QR code at the back. So that's pretty cool. And I use that. Like I, I just I use it. I scan my QR code. I follow. I follow Linux videos, it's so incredibly Sorry useful. in
2: advance when you buy it because you <laughs> can see a lot of my face <laughs> in my you office, <laughs> in my studio. But there's it's, loads it's of other bits useful. of advice in there that are really voiceover specific as well, aren't there? So there's like, yeah, um, so we like spoke to <laughs> Yeah, oh, well,
1: let's, let's, yeah, we've got two, a few different versions of this. So we spoke to 52 different industry experts. So whether they're um, audio or mindset or whoever, whoever it might be, we, we spoke Boys, to 52 of the accent. absolute best and mm-hmm. got them to answer the question what is the one most useful thing that you need voiceovers to know that you are best placed to advise on? And what we've got is, its I mean, it's amazing. It just means at the beginning of every week, you've got something really tangible to like grab you and progress you um, through the week. But we've also got um, a whole page on uh, successful habit creation from um, a chap who knows all about that sort of thing. um, Who We also interviewed for one of the podcast episodes. We've got a page on uh, studio troubleshooting. We've got a page on uh, web and branding and um, and SEO. Uh, Oh, gosh, there's a load of stuff like that. So there's content that is really handy for people working in voiceover. But then there's also lots of different types of trackers. So... Like Nick was saying earlier, you want to have everything all in the same place and not be using one planner for that, and one planner for this, one planner for the other thing. So, we've got um, a page uh, to track your social media reach. Uh, we've got a page for recording your expenses. Uh, we've got a page for um, sort of um, tallying the jobs that you're uh, doing throughout the year so that you can see your business growth. You can see what type of, what parts of the year you're busiest at, um, all that sort of thing as well. Oh, and one of my favorite things is at the end of each week, there's a little reminder to pop to the back of the book and write down one thing you've achieved that week that you're most proud of. And then at the end of the year, there's a whole page, fifty-two things that you've achieved that year that you can be proud of, which is just uncontrovertible proof that you're great and you're doing really well. So yeah.
0: Yeah, it's such a great touch to add because Isn't I it? think it, it's really hard actually to reflect on all the things you've yeah. been doing well when you're so busy, like, you know, what's the next thing? What's the next Bio thing? I've got to like
1: yeah. grow my social
0: media, I've got to do some networking, et cetera, et cetera
1: yeah um, yeah full of stuff
0: i mean you mentioned the advice that is probably a really hard question but is there anything of all the bits of advice you got is there anything that has particularly stuck with
2: you
1: the first one that we used was from uh kristin linklater who do you want to describe who she is nick
2: Kristen linklater is one of the sort of uh queens of the voice coaching industry may she rest in peace she was a remarkable lady uh who kind of um Along with Berry and a few other people kind of carved the way for all voice coaches who came afterwards. Um, and yeah, she's written many books and done many wonderful things throughout her career. So we got permission yeah. to use... A to use the following quote, which
1: is, you don't get the inspiration without the expiration and its accompanying moment of nothing. <sighs> I feel that'll carry you through the week. But I mean, there's, there's, that's that's a brilliant one. There's also lots of really a practical, um, practical ones for stuff, voiceovers yeah. I've opened
2: that was um, from David, Th- David Thorpe. Oh, yeah, I, saw that I love that one. It says, if you've looked on Forvo, How'd You Say, You YouTube, and Googled it, and you still can't find the pronunciation, and you can't ask the author, Say
1: it however you like. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. It's great. And then there's other things like, um, so from uh, the uh, How To Do Accents women, Jan Hayden Rawls and Edda Sharp. Oh, Jan and Edda, yeah. Their their quote was, um, did you know every accent has its own hesitation sound? A little, um... Um, um, goes a long way and is a great way of checking you're in the right zone when you shift from accent to accent. It's all like that. Yeah, quality stuff
2: like that. Books to read and quoting resources and oh yeah, resources. i forgot about the resources. Key dates in the industry and some useful kind of social awareness days. There's loads of stuff in there. Script analysis. Oh, a yeah, there's for like support. two whole pages of that.
1: A page for support as well, you know, if you need guidance or support in any way. Because I think um, a lot of planners, are, or not a lot of planners, but some planners, they'll say, uh, if, you're, if you're having mental health problems, then phone this number. But we wanted to be a bit more useful than that, so we've kind of broken it down into different sort of like issues you might be having and some uh, people you can approach and why you might want to approach them and what they can actually offer to help you. But, yeah, the resources thing is great. So we've got... Um, a whole bunch of different uh, resources for quoting, resources for accents, books, books that we recommend for various different topics. And yeah, two pages on self-direction. Because the thing about being a voiceover is that actually a lot of the time you are on your own. And sometimes it can be a bit tricky to figure Talking out what to, to do with a script. So yeah, so we've we've got, we've got like two pages of like bullet points and how to and like think about this, think about this, think about this and then you'd be great. Mm-hmm. So this book is like
2: a diary a goal-setting manual. It's your um, how-to in the studio manual. It's a voice coach. It's a director. It's an inspirational, motivational mentor. It's an accountability pad. Like, it's everything.
0: And bonus video content. Bonus Yay. video content. Sorry, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> Hiya. Um, can we talk a little bit more about the goal setting aspect that you just mentioned there? Mm-hmm. Um, sort of a little bit more about what that is, why it's helpful to, a, I mean, I'm sure people must know that it's helpful for a career, but perhaps they don't. So
2: Yeah, so I think with any career, particularly one in the arts, where you don't necessarily have a tangible uh, environment that is encouraging you to to move forward, apply for promotions. Have you tried to do this CPD? Do you want us to fund this thing for you? You're sort of on your own. You you do drama school. You get out and you're like, right, I'm going to do the performing thing. Now. I'm going to be a voiceover. Great. Okay. And then it's like, what, happen- what happens now? And I think one of the things, ab- it's important to have goals because you, be some- you have to be aiming for something. You have to be aiming for something. Uh, that goal can be any any kind of thing. That goal could just be make a friend on the internet who also does voiceover. Find someone who's <laughs> at the same stage as me that we can keep each other accountable and go through this journey together. And in fact, that's a really useful and necessary goal at any stage of your career. But I think it's just the uh, the, the importance of having something that you're aiming for. Because if you're not aiming for something, you're just, I mean, how do you know what to do every day? <laughs> like like
1: literally what are you trying to, what are you trying to achieve and also when it comes to ambition like if if you don't have a goal you're just pottering about doing the next thing the next thing the next thing the next thing and actually you're not necessarily packing as much in as you can in order to get higher than you could have dreamed so i think some- if you want to work in animation for example and you don't have a goal then you might at some point work in animation maybe. But if your goal is to work as an animation voiceover for Disney, then you need to know how you're going to get there and start making steps in that direction and actually sometimes turning down stuff that doesn't support that goal, that doesn't get you in moving forward in the, in the right way. So that's something that I've certainly done when I've been trying to get back into theatre and audio drama acting is I've turned stuff down, I've stripped things away, I've quit jobs, mm-hmm. I've said no. And if I, wasn't, if I hadn't done that, I wouldn't have the time that I need in order to progress in the direction that I need to progress.
2: Yeah, it's incredibly important for day-to-day productivity to have... Your your goal sort of becomes a little thing on your shoulder. It's like, okay, so I'm gonna work for Disney. Today my plan was to uh practise my princess voices. <laughs> <laughs> uh and then a job drops in and it's maybe not loads of money, but you feel that like you should take it, but you've only got an hour. And you can you, your goal, is there going? Well, what are you going to do? You're going to work on the thing towards your goal? Are you going to do this piffly little job that really means nothing to you? Do you they really need to? literally five pounds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or you, do you want to do something to that gets you a step towards your goal? So I think it's just really important for organising day to day where you are. Um, uh, yeah, I just, I think in the UK, we have a bit of a mindset that is like, oh gosh, no, I could never I could never put a yacht mm. on my vision board. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> I could never like, um, I'd never dream of, gosh, that's terribly, terribly, like, how dare I think I could do that? Or I think we have a fear about setting goals. Uh, in, in, the, in America, that everyone's like, wow, look at all these things I'm going to achieve. This is great. I'm going to do this. And then, you know, work backwards, work at the steps and make it happen. And I think sometimes in the UK, I don't think we foster a hugely supportive uh, um, environment around setting out those goals and wanting to achieve it, you know, it's like... Do you think
0: it's like a bit of fear of failure as well?
2: Yeah, yeah, and that comes down to the education system and how we're taught all our lives, blah, 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 blah. Absolutely. But um, I think day-to-day productivity is hugely important and in order to have that and know what you're doing all the time, you need a goal. And then
0: if anyone is sort of struggling to sort of, I guess, if they've got their goals... They're not. They're struggling to get to that end point. What can they be doing? Is it a case of like breaking down, like step by step? Here's a little thing you can do, and here's the next step you can do.
2: Yeah, but I think um, the the important thing to remember is that work backwards, don't work forwards. So set right. the goal, and then work backwards from. So if the goal is, I mean, you can you can be as into the minutiae as you want with this. If your goal is to. Uh, Work for Disney, seeing as that's one that's come up today. um, You could literally be like, arrive at the door. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Get the bus, drive through LA, right? Um, But in order to get to those points, you also need to think about like, well, in order to work for Disney, I need to have auditioned for Disney. In order to audition for Disney, I need to have made contact with someone who it has the door key to the Disney auditions, i.e., an agent, I. I. E. an agent yeah, or yeah. a casting director workshop or whatever it happens to be. In order to do that, I need to have a really good demo. In order to do that, I need to have really worked on my character voices. In order to do that, I really need to get some voice coaching. In order to do that, I really need to, and this is where it comes earns in, earn get some money. Um, so it's working backwards is much more powerful than than, than working forwards a lot of the time.
0: Um, do you have some tips about how performers can master their craft, or perhaps improve their voiceover
2: skills? Yeah, play, practice, make noises. Um, I always used to find it really, I find it funny or interesting when people come for voiceover coaching to me, for example, and I'm like, right, so what you know, what commercials do you like at the moment? And they're like, oh, well, I never really see commercials because I watch Netflix all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, And I think one of the important things is to play and explore what's happening in the industry right now. So you can always be really current. The voiceover industry has trends like any industry has trends, particularly advertising, but also the corporate sector and even games and animation. You know, they do go in trends and different things are in vogue at different times. And it's important for you as a voiceover artist to always be listening to what's going on so that you can throw an extra little track in your demo, for example, if there's a new conversational style of commercial read coming out. Um, so if you're going for coaching, which I also think is a hugely important part of staying current and always working on your craft, you don't just go for six weeks of coaching and then you've completed it and you're the best voiceover ever. Um And I think this is another interesting difference between the UK and the US market. In the US, everyone has coaches for everything. Like my clients in the US use me for voice technique, maybe. They'll have a commercial voiceover coach. They'll have a character voiceover coach. They'll have a voiceover business coach. Like everyone's always coaching and staying on top of things. And I think from a mindset point of view as a voiceover always know that if you're playing with your voice exploring what it can do either on your own by listening to what's out there and speaking along and seeing what you could bring to that brand or that read and then also reaching out to people to help push you um then you're always going to be getting better and keeping on top of things There's, I think it's it's understanding that coaching doesn't mean that you need help (laughs) it's coaching keeps you accountable and helps you working on your skills so from a performance point of view that's what I would say Uh, get a coach and work with one keep playing and keep on top of what's happening and listening and exploring Um, from a business point of view get out there and talk to people like how important has networking been for us Leah and well, I hate networking yeah. such a crap word but like yeah, just make, yeah, it ma- everyone like, hates making everyone making friends that's all That's all we wanted to do just with the social just talking
0: to people right yeah
2: yeah. we talk to people we, we set up an environment that brought people together because we know we like it and we like talking to mm-hmm. people and we learn from people and we get inspired by people in our industry and like that's the whole thing with the voiceover social and all the voiceover social made ups across the UK now that have sprung up because of the noise. The, yeah, they're
1: everywhere. There's one in Scotland, there's one in Northern Ireland, there's a, there's a couple of... Well, one or two in London, there's one in Bristol, one in Hull, one in, um, the, Midlands. One in the Midlands now. Um, I'm working on Wales. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah,
2: get out there and talk, make connections.
1: Don't be on your own.
0: <laughs> so if you want to build your network, get along to a VO social event. Yeah, yeah, yeah
1: great. Definitely. Come As along. Long. It's very nice, very friendly. We'll people. For, and they're all free, the like... Oh, yeah. Well,
2: as far as we know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. or, like, they're all. Free. Our one is
1: always free. Yeah, always, always. yeah.
2: yeah. It's not about money.
0: I you mean there was someone secret at your door taking money
1: for you mm. <laughs> you didn't know about? them. <laughs> oh no, other socials. I mean, they, they right. do their own thing. But uh, back, why that guy stood at the
2: door every time? <laughs> 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 yeah, it's not a business. Um, it's just it's just friends. It's just friends. Um, but
0: well, how important is it that? in-voice for people to understand and really know what their castability is?
1: Hugely, I think. Yeah. Well, Yeah. And, and also, com- it's, diff- it's quite different from envision acting to vocal acting, I think. In in terms of, yeah, both it's obviously vitally important. You don't want to be wasting your time putting yourself forward or being subbed for um, jobs that you just can't do or are totally unsuitable for. But with, I suppose with voice, what were you going to say? Were you going to say that, um, that it's important to know your casting type, but also there's variations because... You can shift your voice.
2: I was going to say, there's there's, there's two ways of finding out. Really, there's you playing and exploring what you do, what feels easy, what feels nice for you to voice. Um, Say, if we're talking about the commercial world, for example, um, you may find really upbeat, exciting reads dead easy to do, or you might be more of like a charity, warm, gentle kind of voice. Um, So instinctively going, oh, I enjoyed that one. What sort of a read was that? That's interesting. And giving yourself that feedback and information is really useful. But also, you know, if you're mid career or start of your career, or even later on in your career and you're having a rethink about things, you also find out your castability because of what people cast you in. <laughs> you know, so it's it's sort of a it's sort of a, a constant feedback loop that sort of changes yeah. as your voice changes when you get older as well. So it is important to know. I think it's important if you're a newcomer because you need to initially Pick a, pick a nation, get stuck in. Uh, t- trying to be all things to everybody all of the time is not hugely useful for the most part, unless you are um, Susan every voice, you know, and you can just do every <laughs> single character. And then you're going down the character route, which is great, but mostly for commercial and... Um, corporate stuff at the moment. Everybody wants native, natural, hair mate kind of stuff. Uh, so, so, yeah, work with what you've got. But it is important to know so that you're not trying to fill holes that you can't because it'll be a waste of time.
0: And then just moving slightly onto sort of more the business side of things. So, um, so what are the essentials that people should know about when they're trying to build upon their, their voiceover business?
2: Um,
0: do you mean like, what do you mean exactly? Well, I think for people who are maybe starting out you can kind I guess you have your reel and you, you oh, sort start but then what happens if you wanna if this is your thing right you've discovered you you love voice you've been doing a little bit here and there but what about if I wanna you know this to be my life so how so you've
1: already got your website you've already got your demos on your website you've already got your headshot that there's uh, up on your website somewhere um, you've already got a social media account uh, that's that's got the same name as what's on your website all these sorts of things and then what I mean,
0: even the, Exactly. Even those are good, like, tick boxes. Oh, OK. So, Well, well then, first of yeah.
1: all, listen to the three episodes of yeah. the Voice Over Social podcast where we called them Shine Online. And it's uh, we've got an interview with somebody who does a lot of casting about how to make yourself more findable and castable. We did a whole thing about um, social media and how Nick does social media, which I think is particularly authentic and useful and um, not annoying. <laughs> uh, and, then, <laughs> and then we did a third episode all about <laughs> SEO. And I think that those three episodes you will need to make notes, at least on some of them, um, uh, is, is quite a good way of taking what you've got and pushing it out into the world because it's all very well having done your amazing demo and putting it on a website and all those sorts of things. People can't find you. Because you've got like one name over here and one name over there, or you've not bothered uh, putting any keywords in your bl- whatever it's called. Metadata. Um, yeah, you need to listen to the expert actually for that one. <laughs> I, I've forgotten what she said, but um, <laughs> but yeah, like th- those, those three episodes really cover I think a lot of those things. Mm. And
2: Brilliant. I suppose I'll make sure to link yeah from, mm, a, from a day-to-day uh, sort of if, if it's your thing and it's going and you're happening and you've decided, then I think a home studio is kind of a non-negotiable. what do you think, Leah?
1: Yeah, uh, it's it's tricky, isn't it? Because there's a lot of actors moving into voiceover and that certainly happened uh, during the pandemic as well because it was c- crucial to be able to find a way of using those skills that actors already had to make some money and survive. Um, I think having a home studio... Um, It opens up a world of possibilities that you will not have if you're just depending on an agent to get you into an in-person studio. But it's also really important that it's of a good quality and that you know how to use it. Because Mm -hmm. if you're saying on Spotlight that you're a home studio voiceover with um, Source Connect or whatever, then... People people need to be able to trust that. And if then they connect and you've got a really, really crappy USB mic and you can hear the dogs barking and you can hear the neighbours having sex upstairs and all these <laughs> sorts of things, then that is not good enough. And also, if the other thing happens, say, for example, you're popping on the microphone or um, you don't know to turn the game down when you're shouting or doing something really noisy and angry then that's no good either because a lot of the time you'll be recording at your end and you'll need to send that raw audio to the producers to deal with. And if they have got loads of stuff they can't get rid of, if they have any stuff they they need to get rid of, that's not good enough either. So yes, absolutely having a home studio, but A, it being good enough and B, knowing how to use it, then those are the things.
0: As you become more successful in your field and you get more experience, does the way that you
1: get jobs change? Now, is this question because um, for actors... Initially, you're auditioning, 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 and then sometimes you just get handed work eventually. when when you Pretty much. It's,
0: it's kind of that and around, does networking play into that? Like, you know, do you, rather than going, exactly, for all the auditions, do you start actually people remember you and they start coming yes. back to you? Mm-hmm. So I think um, when a lot of
1: voiceovers, when they start out, they'll use uh, pay-to-play sites, things like uh, Voice123, for example, where it's like a jobs board for voiceovers where people pay to post their jobs and then voiceovers pay to see them. And uh, then they all people audition, and in America, in North America, uh, that is how the industry predominantly works: is people get up in the morning, voiceovers get up in the morning, they audition all day, and hope that something sticks, and that's kind of it. Here, there's a lot more uh, business-to-business. Uh, client relationship development, all that sort of thing, which means that, yes, when you're starting out, you might use pay-to-play sites just to try and just get a bit of practice maybe, uh, maybe try and land a couple of jobs here and there, start building your client base. Um, but, yeah, once you've, once you've actually developed those connections with clients then the, a repeat client is the dream and that's what mm. that's what people are mostly working towards and I think that's what both of us now have is people that do keep coming back to us because they know exactly what they're getting and they know exactly the quality that they're getting
0: and you mostly is it mostly if you want to expand out of the UK uh-huh. or the UK and Ireland if you want to expand out and sort of start working I guess Europe or, or America or wherever else is it, how how easy is that to do or maybe not easy is the wrong word but how, how accessible is that
2: I think it depends how findable you make yourself how much you work on your online presence and also your networking skills. The f- remarkable thing about the pandemic for those of us who are already experienced voiceovers is that we've ended up being able to attend conferences that in America that we wouldn't have potentially have been able to go to before. So from that point of view, it's been easier to make connections and network with people in the US. Uh, you can also get a US agent If you're based in the UK without any kind of visa or whatever, you'd have to fill out a particular form to make sure that you're not, you know, liable for tax. Um, So there are there are ways of doing it, but it's about how findable and accessible you are, really, I think.
0: Shall we talk about AI? (gasps) (laughs) <laughs> um, so I wanted to get your thoughts about James L. Jones and about how he's gone mm-hmm. about licensing his voice um, For future productions, I think it's just for Star Wars I think it's just Darth Vader, from what I understand, he's just had enough of that character um, So he's, well, he's he signed really those 90. rights over <laughs> Fair, <play. It's laughs> fair,
2: <it's laughs>
0: fair um, So yeah, I just wondered what your thoughts are on that and if you think we'll see more of that in the future
1: well, Right, so there are a lot of fears in the world of voiceover, around AI coming for our jobs. So it's across the board, really. Um, not just in Hollywood, but like in audiobooks, in corporate narration, in video gaming, where there's huge numbers of non-player characters that like we think of as ours. But um, AI actually is a very efficient way for some horribly overworked games developers to cut corners and get things done. And actually, we spent a few episodes exploring this in some detail a couple of years ago. It was in our two-part AI investigation. Uh, and then again, we looked at it a year later when the voice of TikTok sued TikTok's parent company for using her voice without permission. And she won, actually. But when it comes to James L. Jones, like, he can do what he wants. Uh, like, All right, <laughs> he's fine. Um, but this is already happening across Hollywood. So rather than having... Busy, important, famous actors come back into the studio to do pickups or extra lines in post or whatever. But AI is instead being used to fill in those gaps. That's that's already happening, and you could say that it's a useful tool. And but crucially, it's it's monitored and under contract and all above board. But where things are getting mad and terrifying right now is outside of that structure. So, mm-hmm. as I understand it. The current UK government, in the name of innovation, wants AI systems to be able to essentially opt out of copyright protection laws. So any video or sound recording that is publicly available could be used to create AI content without those people having to pay anyone, without the AI creators having to pay anyone. And equity is right now fighting this and lobbying the government to protect our rights and give us the opportunity to consent and be paid for our work and just just for them to have a little bit of common sense. And I think that's the gist of it. So I would, in this, in this situation, watch what Equity do and support them wherever you can because they are across this and they have been for ages and they've been striving really hard for a long time to stop the madness. So, yeah, watch Equity is my view on that.
0: Brilliant. Thank mm. you. Um, Again, I will definitely link to this in the webpage that goes along with this podcast. So if anyone wants to read in more detail what they're doing, then please do. Um, So on that...
2: Cheery
1: note. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I, do, I would listen, I would recommend you listen to the second episode of our two-parter because the first one was all about um, uh, talking to a production company that are making uh, AIs that can express emotion and the actor that uh, recorded that voice and also equity on their view on it. And it was all pretty doom and gloom. But then the second one, um, we had some really encouraging um, uh, perspectives. I mean, it was two years ago, so things may have progressed a little bit now, but it, it was some more encouraging perspectives about how actually... Uh, some of the real basic work is going to go um, and some of the standard corporate stuff is going to go because uh, people that want to make, uh, make things cheaply are going to do that regardless of, uh, of, of any kind yeah. of uh, moral implication. But actually, the stuff that requires real acting chops and the ability to connect with a character or to connect with an audience in a like, purely human way, that is going to stick around for a bit longer. At the very least. Hopefully. I wonder if there'd be
0: more of a premium around that as well, you know, like, you know, digital art versus something that I'm talking about, like, you know, artist's work of a, a painting, like, you would pay more for, like, a watercolour or, like, you know, an oil sure, prints out of out uh, Yeah, I'm just curious about what the premium will, will,
2: where the premium point will come in this.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, Some people have it's, started it's an... putting "certified human" on their website. Oh, have they? <laughs> Great. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if, at this stage, we'll all have to do that, no matter what your job is. Oh, well, no. the interesting mm-hmm. thing as well is that, like, we as humans are getting more used to accepting AI as a as a or as an aural aesthetic, and that will have an impact, you know, And TikTok actually has
1: quite a lot to take a lot of responsibility for that. People are really used to, like, uh, typing in what they want the AI voice to say. Yeah, and
2: and that 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 being okay,
1: you know. There are a lot of us who are like, but they'll want real voices.
2: But actually, all them young'uns, they're used to everything sounding just like
1: this. Yeah, yeah, exactly that.
0: (laughs) Don't you think it's a tongue-in-cheek
2: thing, though, surely? I hope. Hopefully. Maybe not. Well, I don't know. I don't
1: think it's it's like a fad and then we'll revert to how things were before. I think it's a step on the route to that being normalised. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's an interesting world we're living in. Yeah. Um, So just to kind of wrap things up, I've taken up quite a lot of your time, but um, (laughs) I just wondered what you're currently working on. I know you both have a lot.
1: Leah, do you want to go first? Uh, yeah, so I, I'm 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 on to my second draft of my solo show, which is about um, an Orthodox Jewish Lithuanian Yiddish-speaking lesbian widowed mother in the 1890s whose town burns down and she moves to Manchester. That's what that's about. I'm working on that. Uh, I'm also just like uh, throwing myself at the Greater Manchester Fringe Theatre Scene, uh, and um, I don't. When when we when this comes out, well, we'll know where I'm at with it. But I'm through to the second round of the Norman Beaton Fellowship, which is like really exciting. Um, So yeah, that's what I'm working on at the moment.
2: And I, uh, as a voiceover, working on a lot of Christmas scripts. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, Yay, lots of of deals coming up in the supermarkets, folks, over Christmas. Um, But uh, from a coach perspective, I've got loads going on, actually. Um, So I'm... still continuing to grow and develop the voice getaway retreats that I'm doing at my gorgeous uh, property here on the Northumbrian, Cumbrian, Scottish borders. So if you want to come join me for a weekend, uh, please do. Um, I'm also, I've got a great little warm-up card deck out as well, which is fun. So it's a little, you know, like you would buy an affirmations deck with like positive Statements or whatever in it. It's it's chock full of voice warm ups, and again, another QR codes to take you to a website with videos of me doing it. So it's a little. It's a brilliant little tool I love your voice you. deck.
1: If it's doing, brilliant because it can be quite boring doing the same warm-up every single day. So Nick's just made this thing where it just makes it all exciting. Just pick a card, pick yeah, a card, any card. See, like, okay, do a little <laughs> do a little trail. It-
2: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you shuffle it up, you take some bits from the different sections and you create a new warm-up every day. Just a silly little 3am idea I had, but turns out people are really enjoying it. Um, yeah, and i do working on um, still developing my online course offering, um, which you know allows me to work with voices all over the world. So I've got... Yeah, I'll be I'll be just finishing, uh, I think, when this comes out, uh, my um, uh, vocal empowerment program, which is a six week online course. So loads going on in the way of voice training. Uh, and if you want to find out anything about me, just go to my website, nickredmanvoice.com or get me on Instagram at nickredvoice.
0: Fabulous. Um Fabulous. I have two more questions for you. Oh, sorry. I thought that was um, the end.
2: that's not but
0: i've got two more for you i said wrap up and then i was like i've got three questions um um, well i just like to always finish with um some recommendations of what you're watching or for for you both, perhaps listening's more appropriate, but yeah. So, what have what have you seen? What are you listening to? What are you watching that you would recommend to others? Well, mm-hmm. on a
1: on a professional development type basis, I've uh, been really enjoying the ninety eight percent podcast, especially the interviews with casting directors. I thought that was quite illuminating. And also, uh, my recommendation for BBC audio drama is to look up the winners of the BBC audio drama awards. And then find them on BBC Sounds because there's great, great, great quality content. But there's also some stuff that's really boring and rubbish. So if you want to find the really good stuff, then find the winners. That's that's like a starting point anyway. And, and some of them, licensing issues abound, but uh, some of them are on BBC Sounds right now. Great. Right.
0: And for you, Nick?
2: Oh, gosh. I have no autonomy over what we watch in our house because my husband is a <laughs> is a comedian and an actor and he he's always like we need to watch this and I want to watch this. So I just sit down and watch a bit and fall asleep. So I'm probably not the right person to <laughs> what could I recommend? The Voice um, Coach Podcast. Oh yeah, sorry. Oh yeah, no, sorry. Do you listen to that as well as make it? That would be weird. <laughs> you could listen to my pod. I can't recommend my own. The Voice Coach no, Podcast. No. <laughs> I'm really enjoying Sorry. I'm a massive Alan Partridge fan. And I'm really enjoying his podcast on Audible. I also really enjoyed the Dead Eyes podcast, which is a good oh, one Oh, I've been actors. listening to that now since you
1: recommended it. Yeah, it's, it's great. really good. Dead, dead, dead eyes. Dead
2: eyes. It's called. It's a, it's basically this guy. Once upon a time, lost a job because Tom Hanks said he had dead eyes, <laughs> and he's sort of been <laughs> and he spent investigating. The next ten- Why and how and what that's meant for him as an actor. But he talks to loads of amazing people and it's a really lovely show. It's really, really nice. So Dead Eyes, Alan Partridge, obviously, and my podcast, The Voice Coach Podcast. Oh, and if you want some mad-ass comedy, listen to Tiredness Kills by The Delightful Sausage.
1: Oh, yes, do.
2: Brilliant.
0: Thank you. For, I'm actually going to listen. I'm going to add those to a lot of my list. So thank you. That's, that was just a question for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and finally, if anyone wants to get your career planner...
1: Oh. How can they buy it? Well, first of all, I've set up a discount code. So, um, and, not, and it's not just for Spotlight members; it's for Spotlight podcast listeners. So, if you have heard me talking, you can now put Spotlight ten—that's Spotlight one zero—into uh, the website, and you'll get ten percent off. And that's if you're UK based or international. Um, and uh, so, the best way to do it is to go to the V O Social. Dot com and then go to the VO Career Planner uh, tab at the top of the page. And that's where you can get them from. The, there's two different ones. There's a UK one and an international one. The UK one, we've got uh, just only a few left. And by the time this comes out, uh, then we might not have any left uh, of the fancy limited edition version. So the, if, if there are any left, well done. You've just caught the last few and it's gorgeous. It's got like gold letters and a ribbon and all sorts. And after that, after, that, after, they, after they sell out, we're going back to the standard version. That's um, the one the international people have as well.
0: Fabulous Uh, Nick and Leah Thank you so much For your time I really appreciate it It's been lovely Lovely Talking to you Thanks for
1: having us (laughs)